Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Matthew Shear. And we are here to preview the Arizona men's basketball game tomorrow against Colorado. It is actually a relatively early tip-off for once, thank God. Right around dinner time. Right around dinner time. We got to figure out dinner, live during a game, feed two girls. Let's be real. It's probably going to be pizza, but... We'll see. Mexican. That's our dinner plan for That's tonight. Dinner plan. Thanks, to... everyone, for joining us at <laughs> Jason and Shelby's Dinner as Art. What game? Anyway, um, we're going to start off with Arizona beat Colorado pretty easily in the first meeting this year. What can we take away from that game? Uh, the biggest thing we could take away is that Arizona is a very bad overall matchup for Colorado. Um, now, obviously, Arizona is the best team in the Pac-12, but some teams match up with Arizona better than others. Uh, Colorado does not. Uh, the guards in that game, really the whole team, uh, struggled to score. They shot 32% from the field with 14 turnovers. Um, they went 4 of 20 from 3. Their guards in that first meeting just weren't good enough to really compete with Arizona. Um, and then they lost one of them, Eli Parquet, who isn't probably going to play. Um, and then Arizona, you know, just kind of spread the love in the game. Justin Kyer had 14 points. Um, you know, it, Pella had 12. Nobody really dominated the game. They kind of just spread it out. Um, Zoo was the closest thing with 14 and 8 in 23 minutes. But there really just wasn't much Colorado could do. And the biggest takeaway is the same takeaway that we've seen uh, with a lot of games in Arizona this year. And that's just Arizona is a significantly better team than Colorado. I like that last name, though, Parquet. Eli Parquet. Eli Parquet. Parquat. Parquat. Parquet. Wow. Okay, we're, we're devolving. <laughs> okay, the Wildcats actually don't win in Colorado very often. Uh, the only Arizona teams to win at Colorado since the Buffs joined the Pac-12 in 2011 and 2012 season were U of A's Elite Eight teams in 2013-14 and 14-15. and 15. So U of A is basically 2-6 and six at Colorado in Pac-12 games. Does that mean much here? And yes, I just dropped all that knowledge on all of you. What Shelby's saying is, should Arizona beat Colorado at Colorado, it is a lock for the Elite Eight. History doesn't lie. The bracket is meaningless. Get crazy, Bianca! Sorry, our dog Bianca is going absolutely insane right now. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, there's been better Colorado teams. Does it mean anything? I always think those stats are kind of funny because they're obviously completely different teams. On both yeah. ends of the it's court. Like comparing apples and oranges. Right. It is completely meaningless. Um, with that being said, it's kind of cool to think that, you know, Arizona's done a lot of things that it doesn't normally do as of late. Beat Oregon this year, was on a losing streak against Oregon. Boom. Beat UCLA, was on a losing streak against UCLA. Boom, boom. Beating teams by record numbers, etc. Um, and then, you know, it would be kind of another one, should they beat Colorado? Hey, they don't usually win at Colorado. Here's another one for you. 
In terms of does it actually mean anything? No, they're two completely different teams. It, it would be just kind of another cool, hey, Arizona did something, again, that not a lot of teams in Arizona have, have done. Do you think they'll be a live Buffalo? Uh, it could be the, the only answer they have to guard Umar Balo. I'll be honest. <laughs> Umar Balo versus live Buffalo. My money is on Umar. What individual matchup besides the Buffalo and Balo are you <laughs> most excited about? Umar Balo versus Buffalo. I'm going to actually have that mental image in my head. Um, glad you asked again, Shelby. You always ask the greatest questions. I do. I even write my own questions. Colorado this year basically has one good player. Sorry. Sorry, Evan Batty, who has not been nearly as good as he has in the past. Jabari Walker is awesome. He is a legitimately good player, and he's going to be going against probably... Uh, Azulis Tubelis. Now, they might switch it up and have Tubelis guard Tristan Da Silva, who's actually bigger uh, than Jabari Walker. Um, that's what I would do because Tristan Da Silva uh, sucks. I mean, isn't very good. Uh, Tristan Da Silva's not very good. Tubelis isn't a great defender. Jabari Walker's only like 215 pounds, so it makes sense to put Dalen Terry on him. And as good as Jabari Walker is in the first matchup, he uh, had four points, four turnovers, and four fouls. It was 2 of 7 from the field and only played 21 minutes because Arizona was able to match up with them. So I think the biggest thing that I'm curious about is how Arizona handles uh, Jabari Walker and then whether or not K.J. Simpson could look like Michael Jordan again in the first half. <laughs> like in the first meeting where he had 17 points and looked like the best freshman in the country and then the second half did nothing. But um, Jabari Walker is by far the matchup to watch because it is pretty much impossible for Colorado to win this game if he plays poorly. They just don't have enough, and uh, they are a very bad basketball team when Jabari Walker's not playing well. He's a really good – he's he's a first-team All-Pac-12. He's probably a little underrated because Colorado sucks this year, but he's averaging 14-9. and nine. Um, You know, he's, he's super athletic. He, he's a legitimately good player. So I kind of feel like we know where this is going, but what's your overall prediction? Yeah, I mean, you worry about, like – the game being closer because that Colorado and I know history doesn't mean anything, but Colorado tends to get up for these games. And um, this is similar to the Oregon game where I mentioned, Oh, Oregon just lost to ASU, which means they're going to be awesome against Arizona and Colorado could very well. They lost to ASU. They're going to be awesome against Arizona. The difference is Oregon has the pieces and Colorado does it in order for Colorado to beat Arizona uh, a lot has to go right. And when you look at Colorado's overall roster and what they're good at, they turn the ball over a lot while not forcing turnovers. Uh, that's bad. Um, they're not a very slow team, so they, they don't mind running. That's stupid. Um, they go to the line a lot, which is good. So they go to the line, but they're not a good two-point shooting team, but they're pretty good at three. But they don't force turnovers. So how does Colorado win? Well, they force turnovers and they get hot from three. Um, the issue is that uh, Arizona knows that, you know, they're going to get hot from three and, and all that. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, just to me when I look at it, I just feel like Colorado doesn't have the pieces. And, yeah, you know, this is a team that won five games in a row, similar to what I mentioned with, like, Utah, where, oh, they've won a bunch of games in a row. But you look at them, it's Oregon State, Utah, Oregon State again, Cal and Stanford. They're not beating anyone. And the three games before that, they got blown out uh, against Oregon at home. They lost to Washington State by 100, and they lost to Washington. They've lost to every good team they've played this year. And so it, it just, to me, Colorado doesn't have the pieces. I'm sure Arizona knows they shut down Jabari Walker. 
that's game over. Um, the spread, I believe, is 10.5. That sounds about right. I'm probably going to go Arizona 83, uh, Colorado 69. Don't give me that look because I said 69. I didn't, I didn't say animal. anything. I animal. literally said nothing. 68.5. 68.5. That's what we're going to start saying. 68 and three quarters. Right. Um, okay. Oh, and I also want to go on record as saying that Arizona will win both halves. This time? Yeah. Are you sure? Mm. That's bold words. Yeah. Sabatino Chen. Miss you, brother. Wow. Anyway. Um, What's your prediction, Shelby? Thank you for asking, Jason. I'm so glad that you did. I don't want to embarrass you again. (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Though I don't think they're going to get into it. They're not going in the 90s. They're not going to the 90s. So I think 82 to 66. I respect that. Thank you. Pretty similar. Let me tell you something. They get in the 90s. So the high amount of points that Colorado has allowed this season, as I look, in a loss, they allowed... Oh, man. they. I mean, they don't allow a lot of points because their tempo is not very high. 76 points looks like the high. 78 against Oregon. Yes. Arizona State was 82 when they lost the other night. Right. There you go. So 82 the other night. ASU. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Imagine letting up eighty-two points to ASU. Couldn't be me. Hmm. Couldn't be well, me. Well, I Bob. have a surprise because we have a bonus question. Oh, her request. We're going to go ahead and ask, but Tommy Lloyd is casually being mentioned as coach of the year nationally. Should he be mentioned more and maybe move from casual to more official? Yeah. So this is how the coach of the year conversation should go. Ask me who the coach of the year is. Who is the coach of the year this year, Jason? It's Tommy Lloyd. Boom. The end. Now, here's the thing. Tommy Lloyd is a first-year head coach coming onto a roster where he added pieces but really returned a lot of guys, right? Coming in, said, let's change the offensive system. Let's change most of the defensive system. Let's introduce new roles. And then let's go and win the Pac-12 and be a one seed. I love Ed Cooley. He's the coolest dude ever. <laughs> coolest Cooley. Anyway, uh, everybody loves Ed Cooley. He's done a heck of a job. I think people that are sleeping on Providence are kind of being disrespectful because I think Providence is a legitimately good team. But it is an older team that Ed Cooley has built over the years for this moment. Like they Look at their average, uh, their average age. I'm actually going to look at their average age for you on Ken Palm right now. So Arizona minutes continuity on Ken Palm, Shelby. It's 248. Their experience is 315. Think about it. Their experience is 315th in the nation. Okay? Ken Palm, Providence is 7th. Their minutes continuity is 122. That's not even fair. Right? So that's what I'm saying. Like, Providence has built to this moment. They were supposed to be better if everything... When you build like that and you don't do the one and done thing... You're basically trying to be good every three years. Being a legacy team. Right? Arizona, what Tommy Lloyd has done. In a year. Is insane. And to me, like, so let's say, you know, people are going to say Mark Few. No. Same deal with Few. He'll return. Kentucky, Calipari. Love Calipari. Love Kentucky. I get it. But again, some older guys. Not Baylor. Not Kansas. Not Houston. Texas Tech is going to get some mention. Um, first-year coach, but still kind of his roster with Chris Beard. But I, I, I'm okay with Mark Adams getting mentioned. Like, he's done a very nice job. Bruce Pearl's the other one. No, I'm just – they have the number one player in college basketball. Um, ooh, tough job, you know. Uh, to me, it's Tommy Lloyd. 
Do I think it's going to be Tommy Lloyd? No, I think it's probably going to go to Ed Cooley or Mark Adams. Um, whatever. It's annoying, but it'll be in the long line of Arizona BS. Um, he'll win conference coach of the year unanimously. If it's not unanimous, take my computer away. He is the national coach of the year. I don't think it is a debate. I just don't trust national media to vote for him. Um, but in terms of what he's done and how he's done it, they're literally the closest thing um, is, is Mark Adams at Texas Tech. But again, what I mentioned with continuity and all that, experience, 38th. Now, minutes continuity, 297th. So he's got an argument. Like, he's, he's introduced Such new players, right? So to me, it's between Mark Adams, probably, and Tommy Lloyd. Um, what's funny is that Mark Adams lost to Ed Cooley. Well, calm down, Bianca. Um, and, you know, Texas Tech has lost to Oklahoma and Kansas State, two non-tournament teams. Uh, so uh, Bianca's pissed right now. We just now. couldn't get through the whole podcast <laughs> without uh, So with that being said, uh, to me, it's Tommy Lloyd. Do I think Tommy Lloyd's going to win it? Prove me wrong. No. Well, keep saying it. I mean, no, no, on, I'm pissed now, Shelby. Your national radio yesterday. Here's another question. Will Kirk Cruza have 14 threes against Colorado? Um, maybe. But it won't be his mom's birthday or Estonia's By birthday. By the way, I'm just going to say it now. I feel like there's a legitimate chance Dale and Terry gets close to a triple-double because he's wanted one bad, and he's come close a few times. And even uh, Tommy Lloyd joked after the game that Dale and Terry was pissed that it wasn't him, jokingly, completely jokingly. So watch Dalen go out and get like close to triple double, but um, yeah, I it, and you know what I, I also think we got to keep in mind is if Arizona wins against Colorado, it clinches a share of the Pac-12 title. I think it ends out right tomorrow. I think uh, USC. Yeah, I think Oregon beats USC. I actually think Oregon beats USC comfortably, which would mean that if Arizona beat Colorado, it's uh, it's over. And so when you keep that in mind, like it just feels like Arizona is not going to lose to Colorado. Like, that's no. not going to be the team. My voice is literally going. That's how excited I am. Uh, but that's not going to be the team to uh, to stop that. So, there we go. Well, we um, we we do live takes on this podcast. We very rarely We've been gone for, cut. like, six hours. We have been out of the house literally since I got home from work. And the dogs are going nuts. So, you're hearing why. We did have a cool debate, though. Um, what? The, the debate... Was basically, because uh, we ate pizza for dinner, if Pac-12 teams were pizza, what would they be? Arizona, we came up with uh, combo pizza, because all the pieces kind of fit together. Like a, a supreme. Colorado, you said, was? I said it was Canadian bacon and pineapple, because it's not for everyone, but those who like it, love it. My nine-year-old, is she nine? Or she, she eight? Yeah, she turned nine at the beginning of February. Right. She said that ASU, I swear to God, this was unwarranted, was a load of beep pizza. And so she's grounded now because she said the whole word, but she thought it was the funniest joke she's ever made. And it's one of those things where you yell at your kid and you're trying not to laugh at and the same like time. that's like so accurate. Because she's like, oh, 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 an ASU is a load of sh- pizza. It's like, oh, okay, Brielle. Jason, you can say, this is our, we're adults, so you can say it on your podcast. Yeah, but ASU fans are mean. Load of fun. Load of fun pizza. Okay, no, le- legitimate question, like, because you, you mentioned last night that other fans were mean. Was Utah fans, I think? Utah fans were nice. Teams are um, a lot nicer when you're getting your butt kicked. Yeah. Because all of a sudden you're right. Anyway. It's like when you go on a message board and you start a player about the starting uh, thread about the starting point guard of Arizona and you say that he sucks and he'll never lead Arizona to wins and then he hits seven threes and a half and does a triple double like four hours later. It's like that. 
Yeah, it's like one of those good, satisfying moments. It's like when you realize that Mick Cronin is 0-9 against USC and Oregon. It's like that. Okay. It's when you realize that Tommy Lloyd in his first year of coaching has more wins against USC and Oregon than Mick Cronin does well since he's been at UCLA. Dang, we got a lot of shade going on right now. Yeah, but other than that, there's no reason to be mad. Okay. Well, we are going to go calm Bianca down. And calm me down. Now I'm heated. Now Jason's got to go take a walk. And we're going to have good night. Games to watch. Kentucky, Arkansas. Watch that one. There's we're, we're officially on one seed watch. So all the teams like the Kentucky and Kansas and all that, you want them to lose. So like if Kentucky loses tomorrow, which is very possible, if um, Kansas loses to Baylor, which is very possible, I'm pretty sure this thing's over and Arizona's finishing the day, figuring it beats Colorado as a lock for one seed. Lunardi said the same thing. Gonzaga is playing St. Mary's. Yeah, that's cool. I'm Just playing. Saying. I'll play St. Mary's too. Whatever. Arizona plays St. Mary's every year in the secret scrimmage. So, with that being said, thank you once again for joining us. I'm Jason Shear with Brody and Bianca and, and Shelby. Shelby. Bear down. Bear down. Now I'm thinking of like every animal going against a player of like, so like Evan Batty versus a wildcat. Meow. Marion Jackson versus a ute. I don't know what a ute is. Meow. A Trojan versus a duck. I don't know. Holy crap, this is. I don't know. You're literally the worst at this ever seen. I know. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.